Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ, but that it does not replace the time you're already spending with the Lord. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our awesome high school youth pastor, my husband, Justin Kinley. Hey, what is up, guys? Man, it is a happy Tuesday to you, and hope you're doing well, and hope you got the chance to listen to all of our uh, episodes as we walk through the book of Hosea. So we are going through, on based on special request, we're going through the minor prophets, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, and Zechariah, Malachi. So that's what we're going through, and so today we are kicking off the second minor prophet. Now again, just to let you know, go back a few episodes, and we talked about what the minor prophets were. So I'm not going to re-talk about that every single time we get to a new one, because that episode's there for you to go listen to on the podcast. So go check it out. But just a reminder, the minor prophets have nothing to do with their, uh, it's not called minor because they're insignificant or they're less important, nothing like that. It's just that they're shorter. And the book we're entering into today is a great example of that. This is the, the prophet Joel, and his book is literally three chapters long. So for you people who hate reading and hate English class, this book is for you. Three chapters, and that is it. So just a few uh, fun facts about Joel before we dive into chapter one real quick and lay it out is we don't really know when Joel was written, interestingly enough. The other minor prophets were kind of able to kind of pinpoint a day and time and, and kind of events around it where we can kind of base an accurate time when it was written. With Joel, we really can't do that. So that's one interesting thing. Uh, the second interesting thing is it's pretty clear that Joel is aware of other prophets like Isaiah and Ezekiel. It's, it's pretty clear that he's aware of them. He kind of makes reference to them and kind of quotes them a little bit. And so that's just kind of interesting to know. And then the third thing, the third thing is that there's never any specific sin that Joel calls out. So if you think back to Hosea, it was pretty clear that spiritual adultery was a big one, um, idol worship, and the trusting of other kingdoms, mainly Egypt and Assyria, right? That was our main reason Hosea was calling them out, saying, hey guys, you are not being faithful to the covenant that God's laid out. And so he's calling them to repent or the judgment is coming. With Joel, there's never a specific sin that's laid out, but this idea of impending judgment is still happening. It's it's that the people don't repent and don't turn back. That judgment is coming, and that's kind of what Joel is prophesying and warning against. So e- even though he doesn't mention a specific sin, when you think about the minor prophets, which remember Joel quotes a lot of the prophets. He quotes Isaiah, talks about Ezekiel and other guys. You, you kind of get a sense of you know kind of what Joel is dealing with. I mean he's he's dealing with idol worship. He's dealing with the people living out um, unjustly. He's dealing with all these things. And, and to make it to sum it up into one sentence, he's dealing with people who are supposed to be pursuing God and supposed to be uh, faithful in their covenant with God. They're being unfaithful. And Joel is talking about the judgment coming upon them because of that. So that's where we are. So Joel chapter one, again, these podcasts and devotionals are supposed to help you get in the word more. So we're not really going to read this word for word. I hope that you'll read Joel chapter one on your own. Maybe even right now, if you're in the car on the way to school, you just flip over like an audio Bible or something and just listen to it. Or if you're listening with other people, you can pause and read it, but read Joel chapter one. And then once you read it, click resume and we'll start talking about it. Uh, But really what's happening in Joel chapter one is there has been a uh, plague of locusts on the land. Yes, locusts, as in like insects and bugs. You, you see this in verse four, that these locusts have come and Joel is writing after they've come and they've wiped out the land. And this is interesting because one of the plagues that God used to free the people out of Egypt was a plague of locusts. But here, the people of Israel, they've experienced a plague on themselves because they've been disobedient 
to God. And so it has just swept the land. It's devoured it and it's it's left the land just desolate of grain and food. That's what God's judgment has done. So, so here's what's interesting that happens. Two, two things begin to happen in this passage. The first is that Joel calls the people to repent. So he does this in verse five. He says, awake you drunkards and weep. Away and wail all you drinkers of wine. He's like, guys, wake up and realize what's happening and and mourn for what's happening. Uh, in verse eight, he says, lament like a virgin wearing sackcloth for the bridegroom of her youth. There's a, there's a command to lament there, to mourn. Uh, verse 13 is one of the best ones of these. Put on sackcloth and lament, O priest. Wail, O ministers of the altar. See, Joel is calling on the people to mourn and wail and, and literally repent and be broken over where they've come. So they used to not be this way, right? But but because of their sin, because God passed judgment on them, they're in this desolate place. And Joel is basically screaming at them, clapping at them, saying, hey, wake up and repent and be broken over your sin. And I love what Joel does at the end of chapter one, because like any good leader, Joel doesn't just say to do something and then he doesn't do it. No, he does it himself because in verse 19, he says, to you, O Lord, I call. It gets, it gets very personal there. And he's originally in the chapter, he's saying, hey, priest, hey, people, repent and turn and mourn. And then in chapter or verse 19, he says to the Lord, I call and I'm doing the same things I've encouraged you to do. And I just want to ask you this question in light of Joel chapter one, where devastation has been brought on the land because of their sin against God and their rebellion against God. The question I have is, man, when was the last time that you were broken over sin in your life? I mean, I mean, when is the last time that you surveyed um, destruction because of your sin, that you, you uh, observed sin in other people's lives, sin that, that maybe wasn't even directly affecting you, but was taking the lives of people in our country, taking the lives of people in the world, and, and just sin in general? When is the last time that you were broken over that? that you mourned over that, that you, as he uses the word lament, that you cried out to God because of that. Man, not about you, but but I want to really think about that in my life because I want sin. When, when I sin against God and when I see other people sin against God, I, I want that to break my heart. I think so often we can see sin so often and we just get callous to it, right? We don't feel it. We're, we're not emotionally moved by it. It's just like, oh, that's just what people do or that's just what high school guys do or that's what high school girls do. It's just it's just a part of who they are. No, when I see sin and when I fall into sin myself, I, I want that to break my heart. See, the more it breaks my heart, the more that I realize I need a savior, the more that I realize that, that I need to turn towards God and it drives me towards him. And what's so challenging about the way Joel has set up this book is in chapter one, he sees this destruction that judgment has come upon them and he laments over it. He calls the people to mourn over it because sin breaks the heart of God. And if we're God's people, sin should break our hearts as well. So when's the last time a sin broke in your heart? Think about that today. Man, if it's been a while, then, then pray. Man, I, I loved it, the lift this past week. Man, pray that God would break your heart over what breaks his. And I hope that encourages you today and challenges you today as we walk through Joel. It's a short book, only three chapters, so let's knock it out quick. Love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock and we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.